Hi everyone, it's Sandy Chong back again with Kelly Cunningham from Your Leasing Co. Now we do spend quite a bit of time, you know, chatting with Kelly because she is incredibly knowledgeable when it comes to leasing your premises or renewing your premises or any kind of issues that you may have with your landlords. So since our last um, session though, we've had a whole lot of questions come to the AHFC. So I thought I'd get Kelly back and ask her some questions. So hi, Kelly, thank you for coming. Hello. <laughs> Love chatting with you. So I'm going to, I've got, um, let me see, five questions that kept coming to the AHFC. So I thought what I would do is ask you them and ask if you can cover them. So the first one is what should be the first thing to do when negotiating a lease? Then the next one is once you understand where you sit in the market, what are the next steps? Then is it important to understand the landlord's needs and motivations as part of the negotiation? Um, another question was, what do you do now that you have all the information you need to, to negotiate a deal? And then I think the one that none of us know how to do well is how do you actually close the deal? So um, if you're cool with answering all of those questions, I'm going to pass sure. over to you. And thank you again for coming on board because you always have so much amazing information for our industry. Okay, so over to you, Kelly. Thanks so much. Sure. Thanks, Sandy. So look, I mean, there's, it is um, a daunting task for some, but it doesn't have to be. The main thing is to actually be organised and have your information together and think it through and allow yourself enough time. The most, the biggest mistake people make is they don't allow enough time to actually do the research that they need to do in order to get the best outcome. So the first question was, what should be the first thing you do when negotiating a lease? And one of the first things you should do is understand the market that you're in. Um, it's very important to understand, you know, is um, what are the landlord's expectations first? Don't go to the landlord and ask them, you know, give them an offer for a new lease without firstly understanding what their expectations are. So you need to understand what are they, what are they thinking? What's their intention? And, you know, is there a lot of vacancy around where you are? Are there neighbouring tenancies that have been vacant for two years? Or um, if they have been re recently leased, how much were they leased for? And, you know, what are the neighbouring tenancies? What sort of tenancies are they? You'd be surprised at the amount of information that you can gather if you've seen a sign up for XYZ real estate agency who's got the site next door. If you phone them and ask them, you know, oh, that tenancy next door, is it still available? No, it's been leased. Well, how much was it leased for, by the way? They will tell you. So it's, that information is very, very available. Um, and it's really, really helpful to you to understand all of that information before you talk to your landlord, because if you find out that all the neighbouring tenancies are being leased for twice the rent that you're paying, then you've got a bit of inside intel to kind of go, okay, I've now, I, I understand where I'm sitting in the market and I need to figure out whether I can play in that space or whether I need to look for something else, right? Equally, you might also find that the tenancies around you are being leased for, you know, 30% less than what you're currently paying. So that's all information that's powerful when you're having the conversation with your landlord and you know leases are sometimes registered on the title of the property and that information is publicly available you can pay in a sum of money and get those leases so again information is available if you um, can find it ask agents talk to tenants you'll be surprised the amount of information people will provide you and they're happy to share that information often. So it's gathering a whole bunch of information to understand the market that you're in when you're entering into the lease. 
And then the second question I think was once you understand that, um, you know, what do you do then? Right. Well, so you've understood that you're in a market that's good. You know what the neighbouring tenancies are kind of paying. You've got an understanding of how many vacancies are around and how long they've been sitting vacant, those types of things. Then you need to really work out, you know, what's important to you as a tenant. I mean, some people, well, most people will say, well, isn't rent the most important thing? Rent is important, but it's not the only thing. It depends on, you know, the age and stage of your business and what your plans are. I mean, if you're a new business, if you're an entrepreneurial um, business that's taking a space for the first time, you may be looking for a short-term lease, or you may be looking for a lease which is really flexible and has lots of ways to get out if it doesn't work out for whatever reason. And for that, you might pay a premium in rent, but you get the flexibility that you're looking for. So rent is not always the number one uh, priority for people. It's one of those, one of the things, and it's often the most important, especially for an existing business that knows, you know, what their sales levels are and things like that. But you've got to work out what are the things that are most important to you? You know, it may be that you've got no capital available. And so you're looking for a tenancy which is already fitted out. So again, you may be able to, excuse me, you may be able to pay um, an improved rent and increased rent maybe because the tenancy is already fitted out and you haven't had to invest any money in the startup. So there's various things that you need to sort of work out um, yourself within your own business. Where are we at? What's our age and stage? You know, have we got money to build a shop um, or do we want something that's already fitted out? How long a lease do we think we're going to grow? Are we going to grow out of that space? You know, all those kinds of things. And then I think the next question um, was about the landlords and understanding their motivations. Now, People often say to me, Does it, it doesn't really matter. All landlords just want the rent and, you know, they don't really, it doesn't really matter. They're just going to ask for an increase. And that's true to a certain extent. But what is important is to understand where the landlord sits with the asset that they own. If they are looking to sell the asset, for example, then they will behave in quite a different way because they're looking to secure the highest rent possible so that they can sell it for the biggest amount possible. Now, in order to get the highest rent possible, then they will then be more motivated to provide you with larger incentives like more rent free or cash or um, works on your behalf, those kinds of things, because the return to them is tenfold of what they're going to spend helping you when they go and sell the asset. So they, the asset is valued based on the amount of rent that people pay. So if people pay more rent, then they're going to get a much bigger sale price. So, and the, the difference in the rent and the sale price is quite large. So they might be able to afford to give you $50,000 to secure an extra $10,000 a year in rent because it means they might end up with three or $400,000 more when they sell it. So if you understand those things, then you know which levers you can push and which things you can press for because it's, um, it's important to them that it's leased as a, that it's sold as a, leased property rather than a vacant property because that's not as valuable when they sell it and equally if they've just bought the uh, the building or the asset again they will have bought that asset based on the rent being a certain level so they won't be particularly flexible on the rent because they will have effectively paid for your tenancy at a certain rental level so if you then come in and say I want to reduce my rent by 50 percent they're not going to be particularly enthusiastic about that conversation so there might be other ways that you can get value from them that's not the rent. But unless you understand from the landlord and can engage with them and find out from them where they are sitting with it, um, then 
you know, you it's you don't have all the information, and you you've got to try and understand all the parts and all the moving um, elements so that you can put together an offer which you think is going to work for them as well, because it has to be a win-win for everybody. Right, if they're someone who's owned the asset for 10 years, they don't intend to sell it, it's owned by their superannuation fund or something like that, then they're sitting there for a long time, then they might be happy to do a deal that's going to, you know, it's going to pay off over time, but it may not be great in year one, because it doesn't matter, they're not, they're not planning to sell the asset anyway. So that is important to find that out, um, and because it will help you present something to them that's appealing to them. And it's important that when you're presenting an offer to the landlord, that it's not all about you. And it shows that you actually are trying to act in a partnership with them to serve them as well. Um, so look, one of the, I think the, the next question was about what, so you've got all this information, then what do you do? So once you've got all this information together, like I said before, it's got to be a win-win for both parties. So you'll put together an offer for the landlord of all the things that you want to negotiate. Now, remembering that in negotiation, you've got to be prepared to give some things away, right? So you've got to put things on the list that you don't actually care about, but you'll probably give away because the landlord will feel they've got to win because you've conceded on a couple of points, right? So there might be, we generally have a list of about 15 things that we like to negotiate. And it doesn't, you know, rent is obviously one, rent reviews is one, the term of the lease is one, but we always add in things like, who's going to pay the legal costs? Um, can I have some additional signage for nothing? I don't want to have to pay to have my name on that pile on out the front. Or, you know, what are the make good requirements going to be? Or um, can I have a pandemic clause in my lease? Or, you know, there's a whole bunch of things that we'd like to add in so that we've got a list of like 10 or 15 things that we're asking the landlord for, knowing that there's actually only three or four things that are actually critical to us. The other things we can give away or massage up or down a little bit. And the landlord then feels like they have a win. You've given up a whole bunch of things. And obviously you're getting what you need because you've already worked out what's important for you earlier on. You know what you need. You know you're looking for a short-term lease, for example, and you want, you're want you okay to pay a higher rent. So you're kind of massaging the points that are important to you. What's important when you're doing that is that you never say to the landlord, listen, this is a take it or leave it offer because you are trying to engage in a conversation with them and your offer to them is really an invitation for them to negotiate with you. And it's not a, you know, here it is, um, this is my deal. And if you don't agree to this, I'm moving out, right? Because it's got to be a friendly conversation where both parties can see that they can work together nicely to achieve something that works for both parties. And if you, and so I always sort of say, look, I always say, you know, you know, dear landlord, here's a bit about myself and where we're at with our business. You know, we've um, had a think about our new lease and these are some of the things that we'd like to present to you. Um, we understand that all of these points are not gonna work for you. We understand that, um, but we are really keen to hear your thoughts and um, are keen to work with you to create something that works for both of us because we're trying to keep it friendly and, and show that we actually do care about what they want and trying to give them what they need to meet um, whatever goals or you know, requirements they've got for their own asset. I mean, if they've got finance on their asset, they may have specific milestones that they have to meet and things like that. So it's important that you show that you do want to work with them and that you're, you're flexible. Um, because remember, you've already worked out and identified what are the key points 
And those are things you're not going to move on or you only move up or, you know, up or down slightly. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of stuff that you'll give away that doesn't actually matter to you that are not deal breakers. Um, and then finally, really to close out that deal is just making being being very clear on the points that are important and, and sticking to your guns on those ones you know, because you've worked out what your minimum and maximum position is on those on those deal breaker points and rent may be one of them, the term of the lease may be one of them. So that then when you get the landlord's response back, you can consider their response alongside those markers. But it's important that the landlord feels like he's got a win as well um, and, and working with them so that you can agree to some of their requests as well. And then they'll agree to some of yours. I mean, it's a little dance that you do. It might take three or four steps where you'll give them an offer knowing that they're not going to agree. They'll come back to you the next one. You'll give up a couple of things then. They'll give up a couple of things next time. And you'll get to a point where it comes down to, it generally comes down to the rent and the rent free are the two things that it always comes down to last or the incentive of whatever they're providing to you. But again, depending on the age and stage of your business, rent free may not be important to you. You might rather have some cash or you may rather have a lower rent so you've worked out what those things are and you're going to press for those things. And as long as at each stage you're giving up something, because there's nothing more frustrating for the landlord if they come back to you with an offer and you respond with the exact same position you had before, because that's not a negotiation and it doesn't show that you're cooperating or participating in the negotiation. So giving away a little bit each time, that's why it's important to have 10 or 15 things in the first place, because you've got stuff you can give away and you've not kind of run out of things. Because if people say, look, here's my offer, here's the rent and the term, and that's it, you've got nothing to play with. So those are the things that are super important to make sure you've got all of those things covered off. And then the couple of things that are critical to you, get as close as you can and close the deal. Because, you know, procrastinating about it or not doing it, you know, often we've had clients come to us who have had the deal of that they really, really want. And they've said to the landlord, I want to think about it. They've gone away and waited two months and come back and the landlord said, I've changed my mind. I don't want to agree to that deal now. So you've got to get to, that's why you've got to do your homework, understand what you want, then get as close to it as you can and close the deal while everybody's at the table. Because there's nothing worse than having to come back to the table later on. Yeah. Um, that would be yeah. my summary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, you've actually just taught me so much in this session and things that I should know but did not know. And definitely understanding their circumstances um, was not something that I'd considered. And I think that in listening to Kelly, it's just made it so obvious. I mean, you can save a business a lot of money by doing the negotiations better, okay? And I know that in the past, for 25 years, I had no one negotiate and I would just put up with the rent and all of the conditions and not be happy with them. And I, you know, I really did lose a lot of money when I did not use, you know, someone like you. And um, listening to just everything about understanding the landlord and their needs and, you know, there's good landlords and there's bad landlords and there's good tenants and bad tenants, but it always comes down to communication. Absolutely. Yeah. It's very clear that you speak the right language as a small business person myself, I don't. And, I, you know, I, I'll be upfront with that. When it comes to leasing, I've never done well because um, I don't understand the art of negotiating leasing. And it is an art. And, you know, you have a lot of knowledge behind you, especially all the legal stuff and what you can and cannot negotiate and what is 
you know, what can be on the table. But even the things that you were saying about the short and term leases, you know, three by three by three or should be five by five, and that all suddenly made sense to me. But I think um, even understanding how much your market is worth, I know that when I had a salon in Paddington, you know, the the all the rents were, were quite different in the street and, and we were paying the highest. And so that just showed us that we did not understand the market. And I really, again, needed someone like you. So um, thank you again for coming on board. Every time you come on board, though, I get lots of questions. So I'm just going to have to get you back again. That's, okay. <laughs> That's completely fine. Yeah. Right. Or people can contact me directly. I think you're going to put my details in the, in the link. Um, and people can call me directly and I'm happy to have a conversation with people and see if we can help them or help them answer their questions. Yeah, absolutely. So it's um, thank you, Kelly. So it's Kelly Cunningham from Your Leasing Co. And no matter where you are in Australia too, by the way, um, you can have Your Leasing Co um, take care of your lease negotiations by all means for anything to do with leasing. Make sure you contact them and get their guidance. So thanks, Kelly. No problem. Thanks, Sandy.